0: What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So guys, if you listen to the show, you know uh, one thing about me is I love comic books. I love talking to comic book creators, and I have another great one on the show with me today. Joining me is Remy Saki, who is is the creator of a comic that's on Kickstarter right now called Generation Genocide. Remy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much, Jay
0: no problem at all and like i said remy has a comic right now uh on kickstarter called generation genocide and we'll talk about that in a minute but usually whenever i talk to comic book creators as you guys know first question i always love to ask is you know as a kid as a young adult whatever it was what were some of the early comic books that you read and uh you know some of the influences uh that they had on you
1: oh well right off the bat uh bat batman you know no pun intended (laughs) <laughs> uh, Batman comics as a kid, one of my oldest memories as a child is sitting in the back seat of my parents' station wagon uh, while they're inside, you know, doing gr- some grocery shopping. And that was mm-hmm. back when they would keep, you know, the comic book racks in the grocery stores. And uh, I remember my mom coming back with, uh, there's two 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 specific uh, issues I remember, an uh, issue of... Uh, of just Bat, the Batman title from DC Comics and the the first issue of Batman the animated series Ooh. um yeah yeah with the the penguin and batman on the cover like i just remember seeing comic books like that as a kid and uh you know my mom would buy them uh, for me i guess to keep me entertained and that's that's really where it all started uh so big influence from from Batman and the you know the DC DC Comics mostly mm-hmm. uh growing up
0: um I mean from there I mean did you kind of stick with DC um as you got older did did your tastes kind of mature a bit or or were you like you know Batman tried and true
1: Pretty much like really always like I've never not liked Batman and I've always been a DC head even as a kid I was always like no DC's better than Marvel <laughs> and uh but I mean I did like get into some X-Men and Punisher that's definitely my favorites for um uh that and then uh, you know, getting yeah, I, I did kind of mature into some more stuff. I I remember when I was twelve, my dad got me Watchmen, uh, the whole book, oh, and okay. I was like, I was like, whoa, like this is totally different. And it, I I found it pretty hard to understand at twelve years old, but <laughs> then uh, I reread it again when I found out they were making a a movie, which was you know years and years later, like two thousand nine. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, mostly the you know mainstream superhero stuff conan is another big one like my dad bought me some some conan uh Mm -hmm. comics when i was younger and i was a big fan of the arnold movies as well uh so i knew who conan was already so but yeah like superhero stuff and mostly dc um and mostly mostly batman um a little bit of x-men in there um watchman was awesome v for vendetta like i really like Alan Moore for sure that was especially like as I matured and started to really appreciate the storytelling more than just the pow bam pop <laughs> um and I would have to say right now that 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 is definitely my favorite comic book writer is Alan Moore
0: Alan Moore yeah. so I'm, I mean that's going to kind of lead me in Is it's you know what was it for you I guess for you it was really more the writer then or did you also follow artists um since you know you're doing everything on your book which, which, which was it for you, the writer or the artist, or maybe both?
1: Well, when I was younger, it was all about the art. But then as I got older and started to appreciate the storytelling more, I, I realized that like, you know, the writer really matters too. But then again, if, if there was a really good writer and a not so good artist, I'd be less inclined to 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 take that book into. So uh-huh. both of them really mattered to me. But yeah, when I was younger, it was, I was just fascinated by the, the colors and the poses and the characters (laughs) and everything, but then getting older and finding out like, whoa, like, okay, some comics are very, just lack substance. And then you get Alan Moore and he's talking about like, you know, things that are really making me think and, you know, question things and morals and stuff (laughs) like that. So Alan Moore is the the man. So yeah, I'm, uh, and, and now, um, I mean, it's, it's really equal parts, but yeah, writing is definitely like, uh, a crucial thing for, for, for generation genocide. Like it's very story driven. Excellent.
0: Um, when did you, I mean, did you know right away that you wanted to get into comics? Uh, was it something that came later in life? How did you kind of make that transition from fan to creating?
1: Well, um, even as a kid, I, w- I was really, um, into drawing um and then getting the comic books it was like a direct inspiration where you know i'd look at a comic and i'd be like well like i want to recreate this i want to emulate this um Mm -hmm. that's just my personality i just have a creative personality i like i see something that i like and not only will i be entertained by it but i'll be i'll be really like inspired to try to emulate it too so even as a kid like i was making um, uh, like I remember the day that my parents bought a stapler, you know, cause I was like, oh, I can staple, the, <laughs> I can staple the pages together. And I was like really young, but like right off the bat, I was like, I drew like a, you know, cause I'm like maybe six, seven years old or something just like, you know, going to town, stapling together the pages just cause I, I knew that like, okay, I can have a real flip thing, but yeah, I'm, uh. That's what it was. And then, you know, obviously, like being in school, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sitting there in class, I was never like I was always kind of daydreaming about things that I wanted to be creative about rather than paying attention in class. So a lot of the time (laughs) I would be doodling. So that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, they say like you need like 10,000 hours or a thousand hours or whatever it is to get like, you know, kind of really good at something. So that's where where I got most of my hours was just sitting there in class doodling
0: yeah i mean that's actually you know i mean talking to other you know especially other artists yeah i mean that's that's kind of how it is is it started with copying what they saw then creating their own and doing yeah doing a lot of doodling um high school going into college like you know did did you know this is what you wanted to do did you kind of
1: gear your education
0: no oh okay go ahead
1: (laughs) um uh no i was um uh I, I got into music uh, in my teen years, so then that became like my whole creative outlet was just, and I kind of, kind of stopped drawing for a little bit, and uh, but but then again, uh, in my early twenties, uh, like I'm 33 now, in my mm-hmm. early in my early twenties, uh, I was working a you know really boring slow call center desk job. Mm-hmm. I was in a band at the time and that was totally my main focus but to kill the time while I was there at my desk very similar to the desk in school was uh you know I would draw and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of when I actually you know decided to 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 go for making an actual full length comic book um uh and and uh I had made uh three issues of a uh, you know hand drawn a uh, comic book that I named black death, uh, back then. Ooh. And like, I, I just photocopied it and I stapled it together myself. It was very, very, you know, rough, very DIY. Cause I was only doing it because I was bored at work, but, but then I was like, well, since I draw, since I'm drawing this, I may as well make some copies and hand them out to my friends and stuff like that. And the, the local comic uh, shop, the, right. the guy, the guy that ran the comic shop, uh, you know, took a few of the issues just to 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 have them in there, right? But mm-hmm. I I only kind of did that periodically, and my main focus was music for for pretty much uh, um, you know the whole time uh, b- between then and now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you answer, uh, ask another question. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. It's pretty interesting though because you 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 talked about. You do did a lot of doodling and your first, uh, you know, your first comic that you made really focused on hand drawing. And, you know, if you guys head over to Kickstarter, you look for Generation Genocide. I mean, right there in the description, that's like one of the things that you talk about that this is like a do it yourself.
1: You know, I mean, so, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, I'm reading it right here. It says. Generation Genocide is my DIY underground '90s sci-fi action comic series, uh, and then you pretty much say it's 100% written and hand-drawn by myself. Like, how that seems, you know, especially after what you were just telling me. Like, why is that so important that it's like it's hand-drawn and 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 kind of you know very old
1: school? Well, you know, to to be honest, it's it's kind of like uh, you know um. In, in this case, with this comic, right. um, You know, with what's going on in the world, the global situation, and I live, you know, in Ontario and Canada, we're under these, uh, you know, pretty strict lockdown measures, and uh, I, I'm pretty much in isolation quite a bit, right? Right. So out of that isolation and out of you know a hunger, a hunger for creativity, but needing to, to be creative on my own because of the situation, you know, I was like, well, why don't I get back to, to drawing, um, again? And, you know, uh, that's when I started thinking about, you know, the story and it's kind of only after the fact that I put pen to paper that I was like, Hey, maybe I should actually try to like, you know, uh, try to professionally print it this time, <laughs> you know, instead of just making photocopies and whatever." like, so, so now I'm actually for the first time, you know, going to, take my artwork you know once once it's all done i'm gonna i will be taking it to kind of like uh a graphic designer to to just lay it all out for me in the appropriate um uh uh you know formation so Mm -hmm. i can i can print it in the you know the classic comic book saddle stitching style right so um uh but i kind of only really decided to do that after i started drawing uh this comic and uh I guess the another reason why it's important to do it all hand-drawn is because it's uh, it's really like, you know, the cost is very low. I just need the pen and the paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, fair, hey, fair enough. So, you know, like I said, you, you do give a little bit of a description of the comic on the Kickstarter, but if you had to kind of give us like a real quick, almost like like they say, like the elevator pitch, like what is Generation Genocide all about?
1: well it's it, it's really about a um uh, you know it takes place in a dystopian future and it's about uh you know uh, s- secret operatives or secret agents uh d- discovering um uh, a plot uh from from a tyrannical enti- entity uh to, to merge human consciousness with artificial intelligence that's really the gist of it
0: Um, And what was kind of the inspiration for it?
1: There are a few big inspirations from it. Namely, I'm sure right off the bat, when you hear that description, a lot of people probably think The Matrix. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's true, The Matrix is definitely an inspiration. Uh, And The Matrix was also very inspired by Ghost in the Shell, which Generation Genocide is also inspired by. Um, Mainly in the, you know, the key theme... Uh, or idea of uh, you know transhumanism in the sense of uh, humans merging with with technology and evolving you know as a species like that. um you know that idea is really at the core of of uh, of generation genocide
0: nice. I mean, and looking you know, and looking at it, like how would you describe the art style because like I'm kind of you know, on again on on the Kickstarter page, I'm looking at it. I mean, it's it's black and white, which is like I I absolutely love that. Um, it looks like it has a bit of almost kind of like it like like a mod style, like from the '60s, almost like like a bit sort of like that mod style. How, how would you kind of describe the style of the comic?
1: I I don't know. You know, like it's <laughs> it's hard to me for because my style is very organic. It, it It kind of developed really on its own. I didn't, you know, I took inspiration from other artists in the sense that, like, you know, I I saw their work and I wanted to create my own. But I never really tried to, like, specifically uh, emulate a certain style. Um, I'd like to think of it as, like, almost like, you know, Mm -hmm. half-cartoony mix uh, with, uh, you know, a grungy kind of like if you ever looked at the original judge dread comics okay yeah like they were in black and white yes so you know i'm almost like a it's almost like a cross of like batman the animated series with the old judge dread or um uh if you've ever seen the old game books for the the like cyberpunk rpg game oh yeah they have they have this old black and white artwork which definitely that's definitely a big inspiration on my style and i i guess that's kind of how i would describe it is almost like you know like i said like a cross between like something like batman the animated series and old judge dread
0: yeah i know i could and yeah i mean again looking at the you know looking at what you have on your kickstarter there yeah i can definitely after you after you're saying it it is it is almost a bit like um I guess like Batman the Animated Series was kind of like almost like a neo gothic, you know, style and and I mean they they used they used the color black like it was absolutely amazing the way they they did that on the show. Um, you know, so after, you know, like like I said, you know, you're you're on Kickstarter, uh the funding seems to be going really really well um and again guys head over to kickstarter generation genocide uh you know take a look at it and you know you like what you see you know please you know back it and and you know let's get it out there but um are you working on anything else right now any other ideas that you you kind of have uh in the works
1: uh no no really this is this is this is it for now is i'm just uh Because it does, since I'm doing this all all on my own, it does take a lot of time Mm -hmm. and a lot of of focus and drive. So really, I'm just putting all my efforts towards this. I have um, almost the third chapter complete, and it's going to take probably eight chapters to to complete the entire story. So that's going to be my main focus from now until September is kind of, you know, if I'm doing one issue or chapter per month. Mm. That'll take me until September.
0: Wow. That sounds great. Um so you know, you you it seems like you know, you were talking about Batman was sort of like your first love, and you talk about the animated series. Is there any anything uh, in Generation Genocide that kind of harkens to that, like Easter Egg or 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 any other influences um within the comic?
1: Um, not specifically to to Batman, but I mean to the you know the '90s that era of comics in general. Um, uh, like there's a lot of tropes in in Generation Genocide, like a lot of sci-fi action tropes and comic book tropes. Um, uh, like there's the occasional you know one-liner after, <laughs> like there, you know there's a scene that's a, a shootout in a in a strip club in a bar, mm-hmm. right? So um, uh, it's uh. <laughs> You know the the I have a character that kind of bursts in and he's ready to take on the bad guy and he's kind of like you know last call and then a guy jumps at him and after he shoots him he's like one one more for the road kind of thing you know so it has <laughs> it has a few of those cheesy like you'd nice. expect it from an Arnold movie or something like that um uh, so yeah it has a couple of tropes like that you know um uh, a lot of action movie uh influence uh like the arnold stuff the stallone stuff robocop um uh, i definitely have to say to another big influence on the whole thing is uh especially on the way i'm telling the story is uh paul fairhoven the guy that like directed uh robocop and starship troopers Mm -hmm. uh that kind of satirical uh take on it there's uh there's definitely a lot of uh inspiration and kind of uh you know, uh, Easter eggs kind of to, uh, to some of his stuff.
0: I mean, that's pretty interesting because both those movies, you know, RoboCop starship troopers on the surface, it's just like, okay, wow, great action movies. But, you know, they were all also kind of taking a satirical look at, you know, uh, politics, uh, you know, business capitalism, things like that. And and since, you know, yours is like an underground, you know, these underground agents and, and, a, and a conspiracy to, you know, merge humans with AI. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty cool that you're, you're going to be doing that there. It's, is, is, I mean, is it like, um, would you say it's almost kind of like a satirical look at? Oh that? yeah. It's,
1: it's awesome. very, it, there's a, there's a, a big satirical, uh, political satire, um, uh, flavor to it. Like, uh, it, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, taking something like it's almost Orwellian, almost something like a George mm-hmm. Orwell or Alan Moore. You know, I mentioned Alan Moore before, like yeah. V for Vendetta, that kind of dystopian society. But the way that I'm telling the story, there's a lot of moments with this kind of tongue in cheek uh, satire that's in there. So it doesn't take itself completely seriously. There are moments that, you know, obviously uh, have some some pretty serious themes at hand, but uh, it, it Overall, it's definitely got that kind of Starship Troopers, Robocop uh, satire kind of flavor to it.
0: Very nice. And again, guys, do me a favor, please, you know, go head to Kickstarter Generation Genocide. Um, you know, if you like what you heard here, I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, just take a look at at what's, you know, on the page here. And if you're interested, definitely, you know, please back it. And, you know, Remy, before we sign off, uh, where are some places that people can find you and maybe see more of your work, you know, your Instagrams and things like that?
1: Yeah, um, the Instagram is uh, Guilo Comics, Guilo underscore uh, comics on Instagram. I post pretty regularly on there, so you can can follow that. Also, if you just search, uh, you know, the... uh, the handle, uh, Remy Saki on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel and weekly I put on these episodes that are updates on the artwork and sometimes a little bit of discussion on the themes. Uh, also there are, um, uh, you know what I call the online bootleg versions of generation (laughs) genocide that you can read for free on Webtoon. So if you webtoon search Remy Saki, you will find uh, issues one, two, and three of of uh, Generation Genocide on there as well.
0: So there you go, guys. You know, definitely look for those. And especially, you know, you get, to, you get to preview this before deciding whether or not to back it. And again, if you love it, absolutely please back it. Remy, once again, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you're doing, man. It's really great that you're giving uh, independent artists uh, a platform to just uh, get up and and you know do the, show their show their stuff and uh, and be I'm able to, to 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 give a couple of shout outs and promote oh, themselves
0: absolutely. Like I said, you know, um you know before before we started recording, I was telling you, you know, as people who listen to the show know, I mean, I just, I just do this for the heck of it. I do it for fun. And, um, yeah, when I see, when I see something that looks really, really good, I, the, I feel the more people that know about it, the better. So, you know, again, you know, it's, it's, it's my pleasure to have you on. So you get to kind of, you know, you get to promote your, your work and, you know, hopefully this goes well and we see more from you in the future, because like I said, you know, when I was just kind of scrolling through, new comics or or new projects and i saw and i saw this i was like i i gotta back this this looks awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you man that's that's really that's really really dope i really appreciate that
0: not a problem at all and guys as always do me a favor head on over to instagram stuff you don't need to know is there i post pictures about the content that i talk about know what else thanks for listening and i'll talk to you guys later